Satan's Crusade from Hobbs Angel of Death. And I'm your host, JDK. And I'm Luke from Black Mountain. And I'm Cat Decay. We're here on episode 68, where we pay tribute to Hobbs and catch up with Aaron Weaver from Wolves in the Throne Room and talk about all the other bands playing in what we've coined Gig Timber. So, as most of you out there have um, probably heard, uh, Australian metal icon Peter Hobbs of Hobbs Angels of Death has died at age 58. Um, Hobbs passed away on Monday the 21st of October. Um, Hobbs Angel of Death was was first formed by the namesake musician in 1987. And since that time, he has been nothing but an inspiration and an icon to up-and-coming um, metal bands within the scene. Um, and I know that you guys both have some stories of hanging out with Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, I do believe we actually caught up with Hobbsy at um, probably his last actual show that he did before he um, sort of passed away, Jay, down at Havenfest in Maria this year. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest uh, performances I've seen at a South Coast yeah, show. Yeah, it was an incredibly rockin' show that he put on, man. Like, wow. Like, legendary. Definitely left us youngins to shame. Oh, yes, and definitely, definitely. Especially the next day when I woke up first thing in the morning, walk out of my room, and there is Hobbsy still partying hard like he does. Yeah, he definitely liked to give back to his fans and, you know, hang out and talk and, you know, yarn. He's a top Aussie bloke, you know. A most gracious man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I myself got to got to have a very long yarn with him that night around the campfire. It was, um, yeah, a, a truly inspira- inspiring man. Um, Bale Hobbs. Um, long live your legend, sir. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, buddy. Yeah, I'd also like to say my condolences to his family. And friends and associates, um, you know, we've got one more for you, Hobbs. Uh, your final feast, Hobbs Angel of Death.
we're back, and that was Hobbs' Angel of Death, uh, Final Feast. Followed by Wolves in the Throne Room, Born from the Serpent's Eye. And now we're going to move on to Jay's interview with Wolves in the Throne Room, Aaron Weaver. Hi, and welcome to Canberra Metalheads. I'm Jay Decay, and we're here with Aaron from Wolves in the Throne Room. How's it going, Aaron? I'm really good, JJ. I'm just here in our studio at the edge of the woods, um, enjoying a beautiful fall day. We're getting some um, fall sunshine, which is relatively rare around here. Gives us a chance to enjoy some uh, crispness in the air and some color on the leaves. Lots of mushrooms out in the woods. So it's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I, um, I, been get to catch up with you uh, ahead of your uh, Australian tour um, coming up in November. Um, uh, could you tell us a little bit about it? Um, sure. I mean, you know, it's been 10 years since we've been to Australia. And we've been trying over the years to find the time and find the right situation to come down there again because I know we've got a lot of fans down there and um, um, I, we're really stoked that it's finally coming together. We're, uh, we've been in the studio for the past uh, seven or eight months working on a new record and uh, this will be our first uh, foray out of the studio in a while so we're just chomping at the bit and ready to bring the thunder. Excellent, excellent. I loved your um, your last piece with in two thousand and seven, I think it was. Um, yeah, oh, uh, uh, amazing. Um, being into you guys since about two thousand and nine, I think I've seen you guys here. In oh, cool. Australia. Yeah, I, might have been nine or ten. I forget. Um, but yeah, you you guys have been a a. a massive influence on myself and and my bands as well um, oh man that's, that's great to hear thank you yeah yeah could you tell us a bit about um your new album well let's see here the one we're working on now or the one the new album that's been released in the world thrice woven um well uh the one that you've been recording um since that's sure. what you're doing in the studio and um we'll get back to thrice woven in the moment yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, you know, every um, musician has these two sides. We have the side that people see on stage when we do our live rituals. And then, of course, there's the studio side, which is really different. It's so personal and so um, intensive and almost monastic or something. It's just me and Nathan and Cody just trapped in the cage together. Um hammering and hammering on this music just trying to get it perfect and it's it's amazing i'm we're so lucky to have our own recording studio and um we recorded most of thrice woven here and uh we're going to do most of this record here as well and it's just everything to us it's our power source it's our spiritual hub um it's the place where we do our work you know it's a really magical place and um, it's going great. I mean, you know, making a record is really hard. It's fucking work. It's like pushing multiple rocks uphill and 
sometimes one of them starts rolling downhill and you have to go chase after it and the other one start rolling but that's just the way it goes man like you know you're an artist you're a musician you know how it is it's just hard it's work yeah yeah and, uh, and yeah. uh but we we relish it you know it's it it's what uh keeps our chops sharp and keeps us strong to always take on new challenges and always push ourselves with every recording we do every tour we do always try to do something else to up the bar and go deeper with our music and and uh i don't know the spirituality behind it excellent excellent um yeah thrice woven was amazing um you guys when was it released 2017 mm, let's see um yeah that's right i think so you know man i'm i'm famously not connected to time yeah yeah i'm i'm yeah, the same <laughs> yeah, so, yeah yeah i think it's i think it's a good some of us are just like that and i think that uh maybe it's good that we're operating on a different frequency um i know it was in september yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so, so this new yeah. one new one will be coming out about three years to the day after a thrice woven came out if everything stays on schedule awesome awesome yeah we uh so um, you guys have been on tour before heading into the studio in Europe, right? Yeah, a while back. Um, feels like a long time ago now. Yeah, that run with uh, Behemoth and At The Gates, and that was in the U.S. and Europe, and that was a fucking killer lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, man, we've, we've been huge fans of At The Gates for years and years. Yeah. Huge influence on ours and complete heroes and i mean slaughter like whenever i go into a new room a new recording space there's two records i always listen to the first one is injustice for all because i just know that record inside and out just from being a kid and the second one is slaughter the soul because i just love the way it sounds and i can always tell you know if i go into a new space a new studio i can always tell like oh yeah this room's got a little bump at this frequency or it's got a little dip at this frequency so I mean, that was killer to be able to go on the road with those guys and behemoth man that's a band that i'd never really checked out yep and um you know they present this sort of i don't know that maybe they're kind of more of a commercial band in a lot of ways yep. um but i just couldn't have been more impressed and blown away by what they do like it's just a really impressive group of people and uh they would just work so fucking hard and uh i found that really inspirational yeah that's that's awesome man i got to um open for at the gates a couple of months back and finally meet them i've uh, again slaughter of the soul is one of my favorite albums of all time influenced me from 96 you know what i mean yeah oh yeah it's a it's a flawless record for sure yeah yeah I um, tried to talk with uh, Frederick Nordstrom there for a little while to produce our album um, with my band. Oh, cool. Um, but, yeah, um, a little bit out of our league at the moment. But um, yeah, man, those, those Swedes are tapped into some uh, very pure, pure metal source. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, just seeing some of the posts from... Nurgle from Behemoth is is pretty pretty crazy. They definitely seem like they're next level switched on with work ethic and 
things like that. Yeah, they're going for it. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more? Um, you're talking tapping into the source um, and your studio being being um, yeah, close to the forest and things. Um, is there other things that kind of give you big influence? Um, yeah, of course. Like, uh, I think mythology is a huge inspiration and influence. Um, and not just Northern European mythology, but stories from all over, all the old stories going back to the most ancient times. Um, that gives me a lot of inspiration and find a lot of wisdom there. Yeah. Um, yeah, those two things, man, like mythology and stories and, uh, and, um, the forest, just the spirits in the forest, you know, the, there's strong spirits here, the different trees and animals and plants. Um, I've just lived here for a long time in this very same piece of woods. Like I grew up here just around the corner from where our studio is now. So I've been in the same forest for 40 years. Uh-huh. watching it grow and growing nice. together and just uh, deepening the relationship and deepening, deepening the connection. Love it. I grew up in the bush myself. I come from um, the South coast here in um, near Canberra. Um, I lived on uh, the Monga state forest for a long time. It's very bushland. Mm. You still love, love it. It's, it's amazing when you can get in touch, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's real. Like, everything slows down, and you can just uh, connect with some things that are really old and find some really beautiful wisdom and peace. Yeah. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> with with the new album, is there um, any new studio techniques or anything that you guys are bringing in? Um, yeah, you know, we, we always are refining our process. Um, I don't think there's anything new necessarily, but it's just being better at it. You know, I think that, yeah. you know, in the early days being a musician, there's a lot of just fumbling around and, uh, if you're lucky stumbling on something that's really magical and really good. Yep. Um, and it's just a fact that music is a craft, just like anything else, like woodworking or blacksmithing or or magic. You just get better at it yeah. and uh, are able to have a image in your mind's eye or have a dream or have a, you know. Um, yeah, the sound inside your head. Yeah, yeah. Just, being yeah, able to just, get it out. Own your craft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's wonderful. I, like, I guess one one thing that's different is that um, we've always gone to another studio to do the drums. Like, you know, I played drums in the band. Yeah. And uh, we did a big round of remodeling and work on the studio to make a really beautiful sounding drum room. Yeah, nice. My brother, my brother cut down these. There's a few cedar trees growing next to the studio, big ones, and we cut those down and uh, turned, cut the wood up on a sawmill and like a portable sawmill and made the wood into these acoustic panels 
to make the room sound really sweet and, and beautiful. And uh, I, th I think it's the best drum sound we've ever got. That's awesome. Yeah, a good friend of mine, um, he always says, you've got a budget or an or allocation of time to spend on an album, always spend 98.9% .9 of your time on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, um, you know, I would certainly agree with that, being the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man, like a, maybe our band's a bit different because we have so many layers. You know, I know a lot of bands are maybe lucky to be able to just lay down the rhythm guitar one, rhythm guitar two, double them, do the bass, and you're good. But, you know, sometimes we have 50 layers of guitars going on. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, um, we're just going to go to a break, and we'll be right back. Um, this is 2XX, Canberra Metalheads. <laughs>
cleansing. Followed by Plowshare in Awful Salvation. And the last one up there was Wraith Devil's Hour. And now it's time for the Gig Guide. Gig Guide! Gig Guide, Gig Guide! Gig Guide! 2nd of November, we have Thraxus Necropolis Tour with Thrash Bandicoot, Inaxis, and Clarity of Chaos at the Transibar. On the 4th of November, we have Flesh God Apocalypse, Unholy Vendetta, Black Mountain, and Freedom of Fear at the Basement. And on the 8th of November, we have Red Sea, Carbon Black, Clarity of Chaos, and Highview, also at the Basement. On the 11th of November, we have I Hate God, Black Reno, and Mental Cavity, also at the Basement. On the 12th of November, we have Volvidinia, playing with To the Grave, Zeolite, Wraith, and Inhuman Remnants, also at the Basement. And on the 15th of November, we have Lagerstein with Triple Kill and Clarity of Chaos at the Basement. On the 29th of November, we have Bastardizer, Mytale Valorth, Black Mountain, Uld at the Transit Bar. On the 30th of November, we have... Plowshare EP Launch with Simaru and Burden Man and Yoko Ono. Also at the basement. Yoko Ono. Oh no. Oh no. Oh yeah. Uh, on the 2nd of December, we have Wolves in the Throne Room. Uh, at the basement. <laughs> yes, with Claret Ash and Plowshare. On the 14th of December, we have Marty Friedman. And again... At the basement! If you don't know who the Marty Friedman is, you should probably go and check that out. Go and check him out. Uh, also, we had big announcements uh, for next year. Cattle Decap and Revocation, Sacred Rock, June, Feb, and Ginger in March. Um, that's all that's been announced for... Uh, National tours in 2020. 2020. Yes. So that's it for the gig tu- guide. Gig guide. And this is Zeolite Ruination.
had Violet with Ruination. Followed by To the Grave Wastage. Hollow Prophet with Disembodied Phenomena. And next up, we've got part two of Jay's interview with Arrow Weaver from Wolves in the Throne Room. All right, and we're back. Uh, this is Aaron from Wolves in the Throne Room. And yeah, still here, JJ. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. So um, we're doing a giveaway for you guys uh, coming up in the in the next uh, week or so. Uh, two passes to your Canberra show. Uh, we're going to be randomly drawing those out. And if um, people could like, subscribe, and comment on the post below. Um, uh, have you guys played, I think you guys played Canberra uh, a couple of years ago. Do you, do you remember, um, could you tell us about your last Australian tour? Yeah, oh man, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were just reminiscing about that. Um, it was 10 years ago. So it's been yeah. a long fucking time. And that tour was crazy because we flew into Adelaide. And from that point on, we drove everywhere. We drove to Melbourne, drove crazy. to Canberra, drove to um, Mel- uh, uh, what's, what's the big city? Sydney. And Sydney. And I think, and, and these are long-ass drives. I remember these drives... You can correct me if I'm wrong, but 12, 14, 16 hours. Yeah, Sydney to Queensland. Uh, we did it the other day in 14 hours. Yeah, yeah. And we were with another band, this band from France called Monarch. Yeah. And we were in a small-ass fucking van, like not a, the large oh. American van that we're used to, like a, a Dodge Ram 350 or something. No, this is like yeah, yeah. Toyota. 12 like a Toyota. yeah it was exactly exactly. it was crazy it was crazy and like the uh the the guy that brought us over there um was driving and tour managing and i don't think he slept once like it was crazy he was chugging red bulls he was going through like a case of red bulls a day and just had a crazy ass look in his eye and i think he he fell asleep at the wheel a couple times and oh, we'd, that's brutal. We'd, wake up, we'd wake up with the van kind of going off into the bushes. And at a certain point, we're just like, fuck it, and just kind of surrendered to the experience and accepted that it might be the uh, the end of the road for us. But it was a wild ride for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the shows were killer, man. And, it, and like, um, the audience response even back then was so good and um, really looking forward to coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys with, uh, I hear they got uh, King doing your national support, which is amazing. Um, their album came out last year. Uh, Dave Haley from Psychroptic and um, Tony, uh, ex-Blood Duster. So that's like two of Australia's royalty doing a uh, um, nice new black metal band there. Nice. So well, it sounds like it's going to be an honor for us. Yeah, it's, it's going to be rad. Um, the local supports for the Canberra show were announced. Uh, so I think we have Claret Ash and Plowshare. Um, they're great up and coming bands. Um, I've been good friends with Claret Ash for a long time. Um, we've had them on the show twice before. Um, you know, great, great Aussie bands. Um, 
I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing show. That's so good. Yeah, we're definitely going to bring everything we've got, and uh, we're we're stoked, man. We're ready. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so you were saying uh, not long now till the new one. Um, anything else that you want to cover off before we head off today? I don't. I don't know, man. It's just like the thing for me that I've really been feeling the past couple years is just this maybe it's just a matter of getting older and um, just having some different perspective but I just have this uh, really profound gratitude for having the opportunity to do this um, to do music for my livelihood and have this opportunity to to um, share with people and um, you know the fact that we've got fans in Australia who want to come out and see us is really humbling and and uh we just um really appreciate it and um you know feel that uh you know feel really honored by it amazing yeah um you guys grew up in kind of like the underground scene in in America maybe you could tell us a little bit about the kind of like uh you know party scene there yeah, man, it was crazy. It was, I think, kind of unique in a lot of ways. Like, every now and again, I'll encounter some similar little pockets in other places in the world. But the way our band started was... Um, it's hard to explain. It's such a, so It was such a unique kind of cultural experience. But, I don't know, maybe you can kind of envision a rave in the woods back in the day, like when raves are underground and dangerous, but instead of techno music, it's black metal. Yep. Um, and that's really where our music was created, um, in these outdoor gatherings in the forest. Um, um, with a lot of like, with a, with a lot of like-minded people, you know, people that are making these connections between black metal and um, trying to just shift our lives in a way to be more tuned into magic and be tuned into the voices and the spirits of the earth and um, and trying to find something that's I don't know maybe really pure and really coming from the heart and is coming up out of the earth instead of, um, you know, coming down from somewhere else. You know, it was music that that we felt called to make. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's like, it was a really beautiful thing to be a part of, and um, it still informs, you know, what, what we do. Be similar to um, some of the Australian scene, because we're so separated a lot of the like outlying areas that don't get many big touring bands through a lot of it is like you know rituals in the forest and and uh, things like that kind of like raves in, um just remote areas with you know two or three hundred people yeah man that's cool I'd, I'd i'd love to be able to experience some of the uh some of those some of some of those sort of events and gatherings yeah 
Um, yeah, I uh, super jealous. Would love to go to the states and and check out so, some of your landscape. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you would like to say before we uh, round up and finish up for today? No, man. I think that about covers it. I've got a friend uh, rolling in here pretty soon. Um, awesome. Who's going to drop off a guitar for us? He's got this uh, really beautiful um, Les Paul. He bought new in the store in uh, 1972. Really, it was a really nice high-end one back in the day, and he just, just keeps it in the case in the closet. And uh, every time we do a record, I give this guy a call, and he brings his guitar down so we can lay lay down a few of those, uh, lay down a few tracks with it. So that's what I got next in my day. All right, man. Well, enjoy. And um, I look forward to uh, meeting you in person and seeing your show um, November 12th. That sounds great, JJ. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll see you down there. Okay, mate. Well, thanks again for coming on. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure. Yeah, be well. Yeah, you too, mate. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.
and we're back. And up the top there we had Lagerstein, Pirate Music Piracy. Followed by Red Sea with their song Hurricane. And that's it for our show this week. Uh, we got to catch up with Aaron Weaver from Wolves in the Throne Room and pay tribute to Hobbs from Hobbs Angel of Death. Rest in peace, you legend. Yeah, peace out, brother. And um, we're going to close out with Clarity of Chaos, release from Agony. Bye, guys.